Weird Norfolk is a magical collection of the unusual and inexplicable in the county. From folklore to ghosts, witchcraft to natural wonders, magic to enchanted places, we tell the kind of stories you share on dark nights around a campfire. I'm Stacia Briggs and I write Weird Norfolk. And I'm Shifa Connor and I curate Weird Norfolk. Welcome to Weird Norfolk. On this episode, we're going to have a little chat about the moving gravestone of Swatham. Literally moving, yeah, not like, just emotional. Yeah, yeah not, it's not an emotional stone, an actual moving stone. Mm. In Swatham's parish churchyard, the grave of Miss Ella Morse was witnessed moving over a number of years by church sexton Frederick Sandal. He alerted the Eastern Daily Press to the issue in the summer of 1981. The report stated, The stone is situated between Sexton's house and the church and was placed there when the churchyard was reorganised and many of the older stones were arranged in neat lines to allow easier tidying of the grounds. But now the gravestone of Miss Ellen Morse, who died at the age of 37 in 1852, is moving. The grass around the base of the cross lies flattened, bearing evidence of a twisting action. Having turned through 90 degrees, the white stone cross now faces north to south, in contrast to every other cross in the churchyard, even those right next to it. Oh. Dum, dum, dum. I, I love it. I love this story It's so an much. amazing one, isn't it? Yeah, it's... I think, I think it's better, isn't it? Because it's... Um, because we know that the gravestone isn't actually where it was in the beginning, was it? It's yeah. been moved to the side of the path. So, no, so it's like, basically, I think, for the impression I get, the graveyard was originally all, like, normal graveyard, just all over the place. And then they moved all of the gravestones into straight rows. So they're still in the normal rows, not, like, round the wall. But they've tidied them all up, so they're all really straight. Mm. And you can get, like, a little mow up and down really easily now, basically. Um, yeah, so mm. it's not like going in and out of gravestones. Everybody, when you think of a graveyard, when you think of a church graveyard in particular, you know, if, particularly if you're us, um, the idea you get is that they're not all standing up straight, mm. they're all leaning, and, and that's obviously there's science and involved there's, here, yeah, isn't yeah, there? Yeah. Science, <laughs> um, which is the obviously you've got a lot of factors here, but mm. none of them really would seem to explain but let's go through the yeah. factors so why might a gravestone so move? a gravestone would move a little bit because of subsidence basically as the ground settles you Water know table. all sorts of things but it would be more moving to be wonky mm. this gravestone physically turned yeah which is not 90 degrees 90 degrees yeah i mean you you you're used to going to our graveyards and the gravestone will be facing towards the grave or it will be it will be leaning and yeah. that's often because there's a coffin yeah. collapse, isn't there? Yeah. Which is a bit grim to think yeah. about. I, that's, I used the term subsidence. I thought it sounded oh, a bit less oh, sorry. grim. Coffin collapse. <laughs> um, and so, obviously, when the coffin collapses, the stone sinks yeah. and it moves over. Or if you might get tree there's a graveyard, roots tree roots, or if there's a graveyard on a hill, mm. and it will move naturally down. But this is not that, is no, it? No, not at all. This, is like, this isn't a grave falling over. And, and one of the things that I like best about this story is that we have pictures from 1981 
when we went and did the story and the it is you can see the grave is completely that the gravestone has moved 90 degrees like it's turned mm-hmm. it's not fallen it's not like been obviously it's not been blown over because it would be it, i think impossible probably mm. to blow over a gravestone and it's not it's you know this is not kind of a a hilarious prank. That it's certainly nothing that you would undertake no, lightly, is no. it? No, and the other interesting thing about... So, Mr Sandor first noticed the movement during on his during his walks from the house to the church. Like, does a sexton look after the church? I'm is that sure what they, they do? I don't know what it do. is I don't like. Know. I just remember you used to laugh at that name because it sounded <laughs> like sex. Um, and he, he noticed this over a period of seven years. So it's yeah. not like it just went, yonk. Moved. No. So it was really tiny amounts. Um, I should go and turn that washing machine off, shouldn't I? <laughs> I can you hear it? It's like I just keep hearing should the Should I go beeping. and turn it off quickly? No, no, Are you sure? Oh, yeah, go and do that. Like. Sorry. You have a nice right. break here. We've actually got a Scott um, to do this. a shout out for another po- Arch and podcast called Unfinished. So whilst Stacia's turning off the washing machine, we'll play that. Schoolboys as young as 10 were involved in a massive homosexual child vice ring, a court was told yesterday. Police investigating a child sex ring in Southend have uncovered a link to a notorious London paedophile gang. Essex local newspaper The Yellow Advertiser's tenacity yielded some astonishing results. Essex police have announced a review of the facts of the case and they're appealing for victims to come forward. Why would a police force seemingly ignore a wealth of evidence and intelligence that a major paedophile ring was operating on its patch? Why would the charity workers trying to save the child victims find themselves targeted by a campaign of smears and threats? And why would a notorious child molester facing life in prison be let off with a slap on the wrist? I'm Charles Thompson, and this series of Unfinished will reveal how I spent five years trying to find the answers to those questions, and in doing so, uncovered a scandal that went unreported for almost 30 years. Subscribe now to receive the first episodes as soon as they're released in early July. Okay, so Stacia's back. We hope you enjoyed that short interval and have a listen to Unfinished. So yeah, so Mr Sandal, he walked past it basically every day and noticed it was moving a tiny, tiny bit. And he couldn't figure out, although he didn't believe in ghosts, he didn't believe it was like any kind of spiritual thing. He also couldn't come up with an actual explanation but he was pretty adamant that it wasn't vandals or any kind of human involvement, just because the stone was so heavy. And he actually charted it, didn't he? Yeah. He, he kind of noted the position every time he walked. Yeah. And uh, kind of kept a record. Yeah, and he had friends who would visit every year, and every year they they noticed that it had this movement. It's just really strange, and yeah, so we've got these pictures of it, 
like totally so all the the gravestones are lined up in a normal row and then you have this one cross which is just completely facing the other direction it's was, so odd in the beginning i was going to say to you it's actually quite sweet that he noticed that it was moving but mm. you would actually have to be fairly blind to yeah. not notice yeah especially it, once um, it got to quite a distinct angle he he did kind of um or or his his he then spoke to a local historian, mm, didn't he? Yeah, Reg Miss, Drake. Uh, Reg Drake. I love Reg Drake's quote, which is completely to the point, isn't it? So he, so basically, Reg Drake looks into Ellen Morse and finds she was the daughter of a Swaffham brewer, John Morse, who paid four hundred pounds for the stained glass window in the church chancel in her memory and and placed brasses. So obviously, she's got cash. Family have got money. Um, in eighteen fifty three, a year after her death, Mr. Drake's brother Eric Drake feels there may have been more to these memorials than meets the eye. Mm, I think this is really interesting. I, it's a very big kind of thing to come up with, but do you it, think? I think it, it is, and you will find out what it is in a minute, but I can see the logic in it. Okay. But you say what it is and then... Okay, so one of the Drake brothers um, then kind of says that, so that no other daughter in the churchyard is commemorated in such a way as Ella of the family so, mm. she so there was the actually one. well so I, I looked into it she had eight siblings four brothers and four sisters and none of them none of and the parents I don't think had any other it's only her that has did she die the youngest or not no she was no I don't think so so it's not even that so Mr Drake suggests was Ellen Morse mad or did she do something her family wanted expiate expiate I don't know, that even I'm worried about that one. We don't know, but it would be intriguing to find out more about her. Yeah, so basically he thinks that she had done something that the family need wanted to, like, were either embarrassed by or wanted to make up for. About, mm. There was something controversial about Ella. But why would they draw attention to her? She was, she never married. Oh. And this was, like, victorian times, so we all where know what that means. Where are you going? Okay. She wasn't married. She didn't have any children. Okay. She lived with her brother. Right, what are you saying? So, she wasn't considered a normal woman, I don't think, for those times. Okay. His thing is that she also, she may have been a witch. Mm. Which is, like, quite a big... Because of the memorial on the... Because of the the memorial on on the actual cross, which was, By the cross and passion, by thy precious death, good Lord deliver us. I can't find any link to witchcraft personally with that. No, but I is it? I don't know. It's just really interesting, and I feel like really intrigued by her. But I wondered if they had wronged her in life, oh, like and the family. therefore they are overcompensating. That's in interesting. Debt. And so maybe they were really mean to her because mm. that she didn't have children, she wasn't married, or any number of reasons. Perhaps she asked them for help, and they don't do anything about it, yeah. and then. Just something, I don't know, it, I, I would say if it was a matter of shame, you would be more likely to have a very sedate tomb and mm. think, okay, let's just be quiet about this, do our duty, yeah. bury her, Maybe. not go mad. But instead they've got a window, they've got brasses, they've got this big cross, mm. they've not done it for any of the other kids. I mean, she could have just been the favourite. I looked into, like, I tried to find some information about her and there's... There's as little as you would expect for, like, a Victorian woman. Mm. But if she was... If she, ha- like, kind of had all this stuff, you would have thought there would have been more information about her, you know, like, recordings in the papers and stuff. There's but bits nothing. and bobs, like, nothing big, though. Um, 
I don't know. It's really weird and it's really intriguing. It's like, who was Ella Morse? Like, mm. why was she like... And what is so important about her that's making her stone turn? Is... Well, it says here, Mr. Drake put forward another theory that the recent moving of headstones might have meant the cross didn't belong to Ella at all, but to someone else entirely. But it did belong to Ella because it was... Her name, but it, it might her not name have been was above her. Yeah. So it would have been above somebody else. And so therefore twisting to get back yeah. to her. See, and I think that's a really interesting thing It's it's not comfortable with who it's above so it's, it's trying to move home. to get back to her mm. which again i don't know if it has like a bit of a magic-y feel about it mm. like out of all why aren't all of the gravestones doing that like what is special oh my god imagine if they were <laughs> it would be like all just going back to their original like god, it'd be amazing wouldn't it <laughs> yeah. like the... a game of chess <laughs> With gravestones, it's just—it just feels like there is something. I know it's just my imagination, and I'm just putting my what I want I on it. It's your imagination that it moved ninety degrees. No, That's but like fact. this kind of like idea that Ella was like a witch or something. You know, there's something I'm magical about where, her. I'm interested where he's got that from because, as you said, I knew that you would look that up. I looked it up, couldn't find anything at all. So I wonder, I don't know, you know, you wonder if there's more to her. 37, no children as a young... Unless, of course, you know, she may say the fact that she wasn't married doesn't mean she died, didn't die in childbirth. Well, I, it, there was no mention of that that I could see. The only other thing I could find out about her... So she was born on 20, 20th of July, 1815, christened in December... In 1851 on the census, she was listed as living in London Street in Swatham and she lived at the house of her brother with a housemaid and a cook and a nurse so maybe Mm. a nurse she might have been ill maybe um she was unmarried and her occupation at the time was listed as annuant annuant well in that case I mean it could be that she was so maybe her unwell Mm. and and I mean the fact she lived with her brother at that point was Mm. he married do we know or not no it said that that living with her brother and listed in the house at that time was her brother, herself, a housemaid, a cook, and a nurse. Okay. So it was just her and her brother. Mm. So maybe her, maybe she wasn't well, and her, maybe she was getting some kind of income from some and member it of would, the family. And it would, it would, it would tie in with the the early death. You kind of wonder if she had something that meant that she was, I don't know, you know, seemed much younger than she actually was mm. um, and possibly, therefore, was... Maybe she was actually just really loved by the family mm. and, and so and she was ill and they really kind of felt her loss and mm. so they just wanted to do something extra special. And I, and I just think that when, when somebody is very ill and possibly very ill from the beginning mm. um, and therefore is treated almost like a child yeah and they remain almost like a child yeah then their loss is far more keenly because you're not only grieving their loss you're grieving what they could have been yeah as well so i i'm i I, which would explain why she wasn't married and things like that yeah and have a nurse living with them yeah i would err Mm. on the side of of her being very loved as opposed to Mm. them being ashamed just because i just think you wouldn't have you would have wanted that to be kept quiet. Yeah, I think that's a really but good point. why it moved... Yeah, so but that, that doesn't give us yeah, any... None like, of that, that explains in. why they spent so much money on it. It doesn't explain why it, started, why it started to move. And you can understand this. This would make far more sense if there were trees near it, if, there, if all of them had moved, 
But it's just, just this one, it's, one, and there's not actually trees near it. We've been to no. have a look. Yeah, and there's it's, nothing. There's nothing We out haven't of the mentioned ordinary. the super sad part about all of this. No, there's two things yet to mention. One, the super, so after it went, I think we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, we will be. After um, this story went in the paper, unfortunately, uh, a little while later, there was another report um, that the, the stone had actually been vandalised. In June 1981, the EDP reported um, the story of the moving cross has taken a sad turn. The stone cross, literally, the stone cross, as reported this week in the EDP, had been gradually turning on the grave of Miss Ellen Morse. But now the cross has been turned by vandals who have not only put it back to its original position, but they've smashed it at its base, leaving broken stone about the grave. So, yeah, basically. The, it's it's still the the gravestone is still there the the base of it and it has stayed in the original position so it hasn't moved since it was destroyed but why would you do that oh, I don't know like, and it I must have know. been a couple of people because you couldn't move it on your by yourself well because Reg Drake said you this was not something you could yeah, easily move you couldn't move it I don't know people are so distressed by the unusual aren't they mm. they just want things and I, to I feel be... bad because. Mr. Drake, I think it was the brother who suggested this thing about witchcraft. He is probably that story that's scared people into actually doing that. Yeah. Because they maybe thought it was like cursed mm. or something. It's just really, really sad thing to do. But at least the, the base of it is still there and you can still see Ella's name on it. There is another interesting story that ties into this. Um, in one of those weird synchronicities... I shared this story a couple of weeks ago, just as a, oh, we did this story once upon a time, here's another look at it on our Instagram. And the guy from Paranormal Database shared it on the same day, like, oh, yes. really weirdly. That was really But his strange. story was slightly different. His story was about the figure of a, a, a woman seen wandering the graveyard searching for oh, something. Oh, I didn't read that, because I just saw it was the same story and assumed it was yeah, the no. same. Yeah, no, so um, oh. a young boy had... had like told this story that he'd seen a, a figure of a woman wandering around the graveyard. So it kind of like mm. ties it up quite nicely, I think, because maybe that is Ella Morse, like looking well, for her grave. So, why she, yeah, maybe looking for her grave, absolutely. I mean, it's, I it's, looked it's, into, it's, I look, yeah, it is sad. I looked into other other moving gravestones. This is pretty much the only one. Yeah, there I couldn't are, find any moving. I found, I found one that literally was designed to turn. Oh, really? Um, yeah, which is in... Uh, Mount Carmel, <clears throat> and it's a family group's memorial uh, for Angelo and Rosa De Salvo. Um, it spins on its base, <laughs> and that's part of the design. And I kind of looked and and couldn't find anything. This is the only one that I could see. I mean, that one was designed to spin. Our one spins yeah. by it hands is the, unknown. Like if you, yeah, it's the only like moving gravestone I've ever come across. I mean, I was looking. Yeah, I mean, in my graveyard. Uh, travels i was looking for anything similar and yeah nothing really apart from so i then looked at haunted gravestones in per se mm. and um although i did see a picture of jules verne's gravestone mm. have you seen that no. so kind of father of science fiction his tombstone was designed it's him breaking out of his own tomb oh, it's quite cool that's quite google good that one. yeah i'm it's gonna google good. that one put a picture not of right now because we've turned off when we off. when we do we'll put a picture on, on instagram but it's really cool it's him Literally a marble statue of him <laughs> breaking out. 
Um, I also saw that great ghost hunters in graveyards often put compasses on top of gravestones to see if they start moving after mm-hmm. they've settled. It's a sign, apparently, mm-hmm. of activity underneath. So possibly something you could do on the base to see. Yeah, I, I, I went to Rosary Cemetery this weekend, just gone, and I was, the people I went with, we were chatting, and I was like saying I never feel weird in graveyards. Yeah. And I, I think it's because people didn't die in the grave. That's not their, like, where they're the traumatic incident happened so I don't think they're particularly haunted so I just never really how many people are buried in churchyards who died in that churchyard well this is it I mean someone must but I don't understand why churchyards are considered to be haunted I suppose because they're just quiet and dark and often have trees and people are people are frightened enough at going into an empty church Mm. in the daylight aren't they because I love doing you love doing that we love doing that and I talk to some people and they're like, oh no, that's yeah. a bit creepy, isn't it, going anything? It's the middle of the day. Would you want a gravestone? Do yeah. you want a gravestone or yeah. do you want to be cremated? Well, this both. is the other thing I was telling the people I was walking mm. with. I'd like a bit of both. Yeah, me too. Because I'd like my ashes to be scattered at Rosary Cemetery. Yeah. But also I like the idea of somebody be able, being able to find something like physical yeah. of me. So like my head or something. So <laughs> at the moment, I'm thinking about beheading. Or a mummified hand. Oh my god, a mummified hand. Amazing. Oh my like, god. I just, yeah. I, I just, hadn't even thought of that. that. I have to say, I did think of all of them. You can make yours cremated. into like a pen holder. Oh, it'd be amazing. <laughs> Which was going first? I was going to ask you that actually. Have we, I know we've talked about it, but have we ever talked about precise detail of what we will do to show the other one that we're there? Because no, we the other one is like, is like, is feathers and. Yeah. And rainbows. I don't, I don't want to I don't, do anything like well, you that. Wouldn't, you, no, I wouldn't. You wouldn't associate no. that with me, though, no. would you? So I need to know what you're going to... Because What would I do? I need to look for it. And then also... Because the thing is, you could be like... Have you got one of the crying boy paint? You haven't got a crying boy painting? I won't have one. I was just having a look at that cushion you've got over there. Yeah, I won't have a crying boy painting. Mm. I was going to say, I'd make it cry. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too superstitious. I won't have that. I mean, I've got lots of Tretchkov and lots of um, Lynch, but I do not have the crying boy you need to think about something because we need what to What would you this. do for me? I think I'd make candles go out. But that could be like just the wind. It wouldn't now though, would it? It wouldn't just go out now. If it went out now, if you know. If it went out now and you picked up the candle and threw it, then I'd know it was you. But if you just made... the candle. The candles are expensive. <laughs> if you just made the candle go out, I'll be like, oh, oh, that might be staged, but it's probably the wind. Well, then I'd do it again. Yeah, if you kept doing it, like... Yeah, I'd do it to So I'll do it, like... Yeah, I'll do it light it and then you did it and then okay. I lit it and then I did it. Alright, I'll do it to order then. Okay. Okay, that's sorted. What are you going to do? I don't know yet. Maybe the same thing. Let's keep it easy. Okay, yeah. Keep it easy. So we'll just like... So when we're dead, we've got messages. That's good. And what kind of grave would you have? What would you want as your stone? Because we see so many. Yeah. We're going to have a memento mori. We were talking about this as well. I'd obviously have a memento yeah. mori on it. But I'd also like something about me on it because that's one thing I find not frustrating because it's not anyone's fault but people just put their name and their date of birth and death I want to know like more about the people a full biography <laughs> an insta profile yeah I just want something like a bit more like so I'd be like oh she really liked death <laughs> and ghosts <laughs> she will she's in her happy place now but I also like the idea of having some kind of like when I was on when I was on holiday in New York we found there's a graveyard there and in one of the graveyards there's like a a stone with like a puzzle on that no one's been able to solve so I like the idea of like so some amazing. kind of like puzzle yeah. Yeah. I just like want people to be like oh 
this is a weird grave. Yeah. And like be that's the one that they go. What I don't want is that horrible black onyx. You know that shiny stuff. I hate that. I just have a normal stone. I just have what an actual stone. Do you want me to get you? I've just stopped in stone. Stone of ling. (laughs) But yeah, okay, that's good. So you want to be cremated, but not your head or hand or something. Okay, and what? Who gets the head or hand? Whoever wants. No, I don't mind it being buried. I think the hand should be mummified. Right. And go goes next to the one in the museum. Oh, God, so cool! And the, or the head can just be buried. That's fine. If but we, I just want something if to we sorted it, you could have one right hand, one left hand. We could have both of them, mm. and we could have them, and we could have them in that pose of. But I've also like talked about having my tattoos like taken off so people can have them. So like a skin book. Yeah. So like yeah. they can have like they can pick which tattoo they want, and mm. then have it framed. Oh, that would be There's only a few people it? in my life who would actually want yeah. that. I don't know which one I'd have. But yeah, You'd have them I might have the Bellamine to be yeah, honest. Yeah, that's a nice one. I might take that one. But and yeah. the other one is I quite like the obviously like hair. Oh, the hair jewelry. Yeah, so someone because I've got so my much. hair is so really long. Done. Yeah. So you could get like some good stuff out of that. You really you? could like make a whole picture out of yeah. your hair. Like I like good. the flowers. I'm gonna be quite depressed though if I go first. Because <laughs> you're not so gonna much, get any of this. There's so stuff. much I can do with you. Whereas with me, I think I will just go in the oven and then, you know. What about can I I could have some of your hair though? Oh the hair would be good, yeah. You could make something quite good out of that. A bit of whippy jet, my hair, lovely. Mm. Okay, alright. Well I think I'll rethink it now. I hadn't ever realised that was an option. If you find <laughs> me that few if, if anybody knows a funeral director who'll cut off our heads then that would be very handy. Yeah, I don't know how we think about that. But when it comes to Ms. Ella Morse, we are without answer. It's just intriguing. Yeah. I think, yeah, the whole thing If you're in Swaffham, go along, try and find her and give her a bit of love. Maybe we should go go to the Bellamine Museum and then pop in and see her. And pop in and see her and take her some flowers. That would be great. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant.